but I had to willing to be confident when I said to somebody, I am an artist. I paint mm-hmm. portraits. Welcome to the Bold Artist Podcast Summer Sessions, where we're talking about hot topics for the season that'll make a difference to your art. I'm your host, Mary Janelle, joined by my co-host, Sharla Marskalk. Let's get to it. Welcome back to the Bold Artist Podcast Summer Sessions. This is a season where we're talking about hot topics for artists, and one of the topics we've been covering is going pro. And in our last episode, we talked about the three different dimensions, our mindset, our skills, and our business sense that really all need to be balanced in order to go pro as an artist. And today I'm excited to talk to my co-host, Sharla, about the steps that she has taken as an artist to go pro, like the practical steps. Uh, And Sharla, do you want to begin by just telling us a little bit first about yourself in a nutshell, because I think that some are tuning into our podcast for the first time. They're finding us on YouTube and they might even wonder who you are. I know we have a lot of faithful listeners, but um, just tell us in a nutshell a little bit about your art business and what you're doing right now. Um, So I'm a bold artist. (laughs) Bold color. I'm a bold color (laughs) portrait artist. (laughs) And and so I've been painting um, where I probably will say, and now I'm questioning everything I say, painting professionally for like a decade. But that was where I just went. A decade ago was when I decided to, for painting to be my number one only uh, job, basically. Mm -hmm. Before that, I was a photographer. And then I decided that painting was going to be my profession. So I would say, I, no, I'm questioning myself. I went pro <laughs> 10 years ago, but was I really pro? I went to amateur yeah, 10 well, years ago. A, that's what we amateur. talked about. Yes, that, <laughs> that's what we talked exciting. about in our last episode was the difference between amateur and pro and all the steps from going amateur to yeah. pro. And so I decided so, I wanted to go pro. I guess that's yeah. the right way. I, I began the journey to yeah. going pro 10 years ago where it was going to be my number one. And mm-hmm. um, so I did that, which is what we're going to talk about. What three steps do you take? And mm-hmm. um, somewhere along the way, I decided to start teaching what I was doing online because there was a lot of... Um, people wanting me to do it in person locally, which was time consuming. And there's lots of reasons why I made the decision, but I decided to record what I was teaching and put it online. And then I began, there began Bold School, which is what we're doing right now. We have Bold School where we teach online on-demand art classes with a community of amazing community of bold artists and a lot of mentorship that goes on inside of there. So that's what I do. And I consider myself a professional artist now. Mm -hmm. So there are definite steps to getting there. And then, and we are actually going to elaborate on what is a professional artist in another episode, but in a nutshell, Sharla and I have sort of come up with this definition of a professional artist is one making their living in the field of art but there's a lot of categories to how that could happen you might be a teacher you might be a painter selling paintings or like I talk about art (laughs) for my living I am immersed in the art world um, Mm -hmm. but my art career and my professionalism in art looks very different than the one out there doing shows and painting commissions um, as their sole income 
doesn't mean I don't do those things, but you know, all of us might look, our, our, our art profession might look different, but a professional will be one making their career, their vocation in art. And mm-hmm. so you do that, Charla. So you are a professional artist and you have a lot of wisdom <laughs> to share on the steps it took because really you made a decision which um, confirms what we talked about last week as like first needing your mindset to change. You need mm-hmm. you need the mindset. You need to be able to trust yourself and go with your intuition. And then you, oh, well, I don't want to give it away, but I know <laughs> your your first step on your way to being pro is... Do you Buying remember? Some paint. <laughs> Buying Purchasing some paint. paint. <laughs> which it's might crazy. also which might also sound like honing your skills. Yeah. Because for me it might not sound like buying paint, but honing your skills, thing. your artistic yeah. skills. No, it is. It's honing your skills. That is the first step. And in order to mm-hmm. hone your skills, you have to own the products to that. So you have to buy mm-hmm. paint. Um, yeah, honing your skills. And I so I decided to go pro. I definitely Making that decision was a really big one for me because I think like many of us, it took me years and years, years of thinking that I could never just make money off of being a fine artist. I couldn't just paint and have that as a career. It was an impossible. And one of the things I actually had people say to me when they're like, well, what are you going to do now? Because after I decided I was no longer going to be a wedding photographer, what are you going to do? I'm like, I'm going to paint. I'm going to do it full time. And they're like, paint what and I was thinking subject matter but they're like you're gonna paint houses like I actually got that you're gonna paint houses like where does that do you even know me like but people didn't really think of me as as a fine artist like they looked at me at maybe a working artist but not a fine artist so I had to make that decision and I had to be confident in that decision and I had to be willing to um, fight for it, I guess you, you could say in a conversation or not fight for it, but I had to willing to be confident when I said to somebody, I am an artist, I paint mm-hmm. portraits and they still look at me funny when I say that. Um, <laughs> so you have to have your mindset there. And then because I hadn't been painting full time and we had just moved across the country, I actually had to go and buy the supplies and I think it's a big, the, the part in, in first step of honing your skills there is actually buying professional supplies, buy mm-hmm. expensive paintbrushes and artist quality paint. So that when you paint, you know, you're putting quality into your work and this is exhibition level work. Now, I, there's a lot we could go in on that. It's not mm-hmm. number one most important thing to do, but I think it's a big part of your mindset is that mm-hmm. you no longer have to buy cheap paint or you no longer can buy cheap paint. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been talking a lot in our pre-podcast uh, discussions about the idea of going pro as an athlete. If you're going to be a professional athlete, one of the first things you're going to do is go buy expensive shoes because you know they run out real, they wear out really fast. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the right shoe, you get blisters. My son just started uh, playing tennis a lot more than he was playing and he had got these terrible blisters because he was playing tennis in the shoes he wore to school every day. So we had to go buy him a really expensive pair of runners because he's playing tennis a lot. It mm-hmm. has to happen if you're going to go pro. So I think one of the first steps in holding your skills is knowing that you have to buy good supplies and learn what they mean and how they work and how to use them and then start honing your skills, which is practice and study and taking Mm -hmm. online classes because there's way more of them available Mm -hmm. now than when I started. 
-hmm. and then practicing and practicing and painting and painting and you can use some cheaper paints to do some of that but um, I think mm -hmm. you just really need to set your mind and get in there and know that it's going to take longer than six months maybe even longer than a couple of years Yes, honing your skills in. to me is a lifelong dedication. Yes, yes. Um, and it's but you can reach a certain point in your skills where you're ready to go pro. And what we're talking mm -hmm. about today is the three steps in going pro. It doesn't mean in these three steps you will be pro, but you kind of like let's see our talent as the airplane, and these three steps are the runway, and then you got to take off and go pro. But you're yeah. not gonna get you're not gonna go pro without these three steps. And one of them mm -hmm. is to hone in on your skills. One of the ways I just wanna insert this that you can do that is at boldschool.com, where as Sharla mentioned, we have an online space for bold color painting. We teach the skills and we have this beautiful thriving community where you can um, get critique from mentors and um, a lot of interaction with peers. I host the book club sometimes and love it. I love growing with this uh, group of of artists who are just yeah. on a quest and and supporting one another. So check out boldschool.com. Make sure to get on our newsletter. I just had yeah. to slip that in there well, because that I is think, one way you can hone your skills. And I think that takes us into step two, which uh, I don't know if this is step two or step three, but going <laughs> vocal, like getting into your community because you need yeah. to meet artists and talk to artists. You need to learn the life of an artist. And in our online community, one of the things that people say who join Bold School and become a member of Bold School is that the community has is the thing that propels them forward because mm -hmm. we give each other feedback. We talk mm -hmm. through the stuff that we're, we're dealing with. It might be that you feel like you're wasting expensive paint. So we're talking about what that means and how to mm -hmm. get around it. We're talking mm -hmm. about how to evaluate your own work so that you can you can be honest with yourself and not sit mm -hmm. there um, in the dark, like wondering if your work is good or not, or wondering mm -hmm. how to get through blocks or how to get through stuck places. We're talking about a process, like we just, we, you just, you learn a lot and it valid, you get validated a lot in the community mm -hmm. because sometimes we wonder if we're just doing it right and maybe you are doing it right. And then somebody tells you you're doing it right. And then you feel better about your process. Yeah. So the community is huge and you, there's a lot of online communities. I think ours is one of the best. It's a great place. Actually with our community, you can get a community pass. You don't even have to be part of the school. You can get mm -hmm. a community pass and just come and learn in the community and take our workshops and, and be a part of our events there. Mm -hmm. um, but also you can go into your local community, like a real live people mm -hmm. and meet artists there. And I think that is all a part yes. of going pro. You cannot go pro if you're just gonna sit in the corner of your studio by yourself, never interacting mm -hmm. with anybody. Mm -hmm. I don't, I really honestly, wouldn't believe you if you told me you're a professional artist and that's all you ever did. <laughs> yes. Now, um, these are steps that you have personally taken. And as we talked through what we wanted to share today, we were talking through the three steps of going pro. And we had number one, hone your skills. And um, you actually just mentioned number three, which was getting into your community. But number two is the online component and yeah. i just just to start this um part of the conversation uh in my time of podcasting and as i'm reaching out to artists and getting to know the artist community when an artist now this is, might be my own personal distinction of pro versus amateur but as soon as an artist tells me that they don't have a website 
I personally see the distinction that they haven't gone pro because to me, uh, claiming a domain, putting your work online and having a professional website is a very big component of being pro. Mm -hmm. When an artist tells me they only have Instagram or they're only doing a Facebook page or I see them as casual and as perhaps amateur because they haven't taken that step in the direction of uh, a business-minded artist, which yeah. would have a website. So that might be my own personal distinction, but I I think I'm not alone in that distinction. No. And it's very mm-hmm. important to me that an artist who is going pro mm-hmm. gets online in the form of a website and then socials. And you might have done it the yeah. other way around. You might have socials and then eventually you get a website, but the website is key. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. I believe that it's um, well. I would I would fight to the death for that being a part of going pro. I don't believe you can go pro in today's world without it. Now I believe that maybe there are some artists that have been artists for their whole lives, and maybe senior artists who have not needed to do that, and now Mm -hmm. they have a name, and maybe they're even represented by galleries, so they don't Mm -hmm. necessarily need it. But if you're new to the art world, then Mm -hmm. which is means you're going pro, you haven't gone pro. Um, you you need to do it. It's it's an absolute mm-hmm. must. You're doing yourself a great uh, injustice almost mm-hmm. by not being present online, putting your portfolio onto a nice clean website and having your artist statement on there, your biography or whatever, like just a simple and clean. It's a way for people to see. Everybody goes to Google when they want to know something. And if somebody uh, has seen your work, maybe in a show or maybe just in your own private home, and they're telling their friend about your work, the first thing that person is going to want to do is go check out your portfolio online. They're not going to want to call you up for a studio appointment. <laughs> they're going mm-hmm. to want to see your work online before they ever put the time and effort into actually viewing your work in person, mm-hmm. for the most part. And so you need to have it because people will forget you if you don't. And then Mm -hmm. you have your portfolio online. It's pretty easy to set up these days. And then you need to be on socials. If you're going to show people that you're alive and you're well, you need to be on socials. You need to have, Mm -hmm. you know, Instagram at the very least. Uh, If you're really super brave, a YouTube channel, like a Facebook page, whatever. So that people can go on and see that you're alive and that Mm -hmm. you didn't make your website 15 years ago and then just give up your art. They want to go on (laughs) socials to see that you're still painting and you're still riding your bike or going to the park, whatever you do. They just want to see you're alive and you're well and you're still producing art. And that's a part of being a professional artist. It's the bare minimum of being a professional Mm -hmm. artist. You have to go online and you have to present yourself on several of these platforms. Mm -hmm. So before we sign off on today's podcast, Sharla, I want to circle back around to what you mentioned about being in the community. Now, I know we talked about our Bold School online community, but... Let's talk for a second about the local community that you live in. And uh, introverts, introverted artists are cringing right now. saying, no, I don't want to come out of my studio. I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to go to markets or galleries or events. Especially post-COVID. Nobody wants to leave their house. No. And so, but um, if you have the opportunity to get involved in your local community, it is... It is key because mm-hmm. the local community yes. around you has the ability to help you get your name out into the world. Mm-hmm. The community rallies around you because they're proud 
of their yeah. local artists and they feel a connection and um I want to use the word ownership like they feel that they mm-hmm. own and foster this this artist I've seen it in my own town we are proud proud uh lovers of the work of Adam Meikle he was on one of our um very early on podcast of the Bold Artist podcast. And and we've also interviewed several Kelowna artists that are from your area, Sharla, mm-hmm. um, Anita McComas and Jolene Mackey. And these are like Kelowna feels that they, you know, they have claimed to these amazing artists yeah. because they're out there in the community. And uh, communities want to rally around their artists. Mm-hmm. And so by you getting in touch with your local art galleries that often have local shows, if you are able to set up your own show, um, you know, by by renting a hall and collabing with some other um, like-minded artists whose work complements yours, if you can if you can just get out there networking and letting mm-hmm. your community know that you exist. So I you're hate not the word only networking, just let you know. I hate that word. That's but okay. It's, true. it's a necessity, <laughs> but I just hate it. Just yeah, letting y'all but... know that I, yeah, I hate it. <laughs> if there's a better <laughs> word for it, but you know, it is essentially you're building a network. You one person introduces you to the next person, which introduces you to the next person, which though you hate the word networking, Sharla, <laughs> it worked for you. You painted the piece called Flutter, which landed in someone's hands who essentially opened the door to a big opportunity for you. And so that was a huge part of of your start in your local community. Yeah. Um, yeah. So do you want to, we're at 17 minutes of our, what's <laughs> supposed to be like our seconds. quick summer session. <laughs> <laughs> but what this is the could, story? It's a big topic. It is. Do we want to save it for next week? <laughs> well, no, we can, we can clue it up, I think, quickly. Um, and okay. And we can talk about it some more in another podcast. But yeah, yeah like local community, I think it, it, like Mary Janelle is saying, it creates a support system for you and that mm-hmm. helps build your confidence. But it also, yeah. it just, it just makes your life better when you have a community and a support system. But it also helps you to hone your people skills. And mm-hmm. as many of us introverted artists know, it's hard <laughs> to do that if you're not hanging out with people. Um, I think it, it, if we're going to be in the world and art's going to make an impact and it's going to matter, we have to be able to communicate our art to the world and getting mm-hmm. out locally is it's I also hate this term a safe space to do it because <laughs> we love our local our local people they're our tribe there are people so we love being out there where it feels kind of safe you know going mm-hmm. to the next big city it's mm-hmm. foreign and you feel foreign when you get there so this is a nice easy step to take to get out into the world I think mm-hmm. we all kind of know there's different it depends what you want to do but if you want your art to go into galleries and and you want to have solo shows you need that normally happens in like a bigger city i know that i'm generalizing a lot right now but you're going to move into the bigger cities to have those things happen but you have Mm -hmm. to take the steps to get there you're not just going to put your art on instagram more than likely and get some big Mm -hmm. show in like a major city and then sell your art for twenty thousand dollars it's just not going to happen like that you have to Mm -hmm. take the stepping stones and your local community is one of those stepping, stepping stones. Stone. Build and, your support and I, system. I did have a thought that followed what I shared about how important it is to get in the community and how they are your your biggest supporters. But in the same breath that I say that, I have a caution that you don't want to stay in your own community too yeah. long because they can also, um, I say this with the deepest respect, but can take an artist for granted mm-hmm. and eventually 
feel like, oh, it's just so-and-so. And so so there's a delicate balance, I think, of being in your community for special events and making sure your face and your art is present there, that they don't forget about you, but also that you're not giving away all your art and just always being oversaturated in your community or saturating your community too Mm -hmm. much because they will lose um, the respect and value for you where the the idea is that it would be a safe place for you to develop and be Mm -hmm. loved, but being as a platform to be sent out into the world in yeah. other ways to pre- be able to present yourself beyond your community. But you got to kind of yeah. start there um, yeah. in order to, to gain confidence. And it teaches you the skills you need. Like if you've never been in a show before, like mm-hmm. you going out into a local community, they, they love your local artists. So you're, you're probably going to get in that show if your work is good and you have a nice portfolio they can look at, they'll accept you into their shows because you're local. And most of the time they love supporting local artists. So then you can get into a group show or a community art fair or something of, of that nature. And then you learn what it takes to submit your work, to, yes. to set up what kind of production you need to set up in the different atmospheres. Mm-hmm. And then you get to talk to people and present your art and you get to meet local art gallery owners and, and local collectors. Like all of that starts to happen and you're, you're honing your people skills. And yeah. then when you move to the next city where you feel more foreign and it's way scarier to do that, or you're moving into like a big art fair where a, a booth is like $5,000, you're, you're ready for that. Cause you can't jump into one of those art fairs you've never done a fair before you're going to waste your money because you're not even going to know how to set up for it or how to present yeah. yourself to the people who are walking through your booth. So these local fairs allow you to wet your feet, learn the skills, and people will be way more generous in their critique of you because you're a local artist and they want to mm-hmm. support you and they're proud of you. So there's a lot of levels, but I think that bringing that up about how it can actually, if you stay there too long or you get too comfortable, it can become like your comfort zone and then you might never move beyond it either. So always yes. stay you know, a little bit nervous and always keep yourself moving forward and going yeah. into something that's new. Like don't get too comfortable yeah. in your local community. But it's a My, number, it's, a, it's one of the biggest, most important steps into becoming a professional artist is getting into your community. Yeah, my 17-year-old daughter calls it nervy when you're nervous. She's like, I'm a little nervy about that exam today. So here's a a good piece of advice. Stay a little nervy, everyone. Yes, always. (laughs) If you're a little nervy, you know you're moving forward. So just to wrap it up, the three steps of going pro that we've talked about today is honing your skills, getting online, for sure a website, and getting involved in your local community. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Bold Artist Podcast Summer Sessions. We're excited to see you online, whether that be Instagram on Bold School Inc. right here on YouTube on the Bold School channel. You can find us on audio apps. If you want to listen on podcast audio in your earbuds while you're working, you can find us on all audio apps. And don't forget to make sure you're on our newsletter. You can get on there at boldschool.com. Until next time, keep creating.